All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're watching Leafs Morning Tea. With host Nick Alberta and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. Hey, what's good, everybody? TMO Wrighton. I I whoa, excuse me. Well, who's that? Is that Jay Rosehill? First time I've seen that intro. Oh, baby. Like I it. Was, I was gonna send it to you. But, but uh you've been out of the mix for the last couple of days. I wanted you to enjoy your family retreat. Ah, and I did. It's good to yeah. be back though. Things not have, too shabby though, right? Not too things shabby. Have, yeah, look, sounds sharp. Sounds sharp. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Things in Leafland are uh all good all of a sudden. All better. Um I wouldn't go that far. I think okay. yesterday I compared being uh, somebody who watches the Leafs to like wanting to shit myself on a, on a daily basis. I think that was mm-hmm. the uh, depiction I had on the show yesterday. If you tuned in. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. I know. But ups and downs, baby. Roller coaster ride. That's the market. That's what we signed up for. I suppose it is. Uh, do you think Jack Campbell signed up to play in Bakersfield when he signed his contract? <laughs> I, I just don't know why the Edmonton Oilers thought the problems this the this the salvation to their problems laid in the guy that we disregarded that couldn't help our problems like let's let's try it in this market i just don't get it he's gone and uh i just don't think he was the answer for them ever and holy smokes are they in shambles he couldn't be the guy in toronto so let's go to a place in edmonton with the best player in the world and maybe the second best player in the world and let's hope it works out but the scary thing is man there's like what three years left on that contract or whatever it is and now he's going to be stewing away in the american hockey league like that 
that got ugly quickly. And uh, it's pretty crazy that in a month he went from the guy who started the opening game of the season. People were feeling positive about Jack Campbell in Edmonton. And now, unfortunately, he's headed to the American Hockey League. Nobody's claiming this guy. I know people out there would love the San Jose Sharks to claim him and him play against the Oilers coming up tomorrow. That's not going to happen. That price tag, nobody's touching that guy. No, it's just one of those situations where, you know, your your NHL career is is not going to have the numbers and the games played and the, the days on roster that it would have otherwise because your contract has put you out of the market. You... You make too much money for what you bring. And uh, certain situations, that means minor leagues for you, man. No one wants to trade for you. No one wants to pick you off waivers. No one wants to do anything with you. They just bury your contract in the minors. And uh, it's it's a tough go. It's not fun. I've been there. Um, not in the fact that I was overpaid for what I brought. Probably not. But no. um, I've been down in the minors. And I've been been crunched by by numbers and in different directions. And it's just, it's not fun. He's probably didn't see it coming. Probably didn't expect the the season this year to go the way it has for the Edmonton Oilers and himself in particular. And, and he's finding himself in uh, in a Valley right now in the, the hockey career, the hockey world is full of peaks and valleys for players. And he's definitely in a Valley right now. Here is uh, the big time question for you. Uh, who's in worse shape right now? Is it Jack Campbell? Who's off to Bakersfield? Or is it Jonathan Huberto who was benched for the entire third period last night? Alberta's in shambles, man. It's crazy. It is, man. I've said it before. My group chat with my buddies are full of Oilers fans and Flames fans, and I'm just getting it from all sides. It's uh, it's almost hilarious if it wasn't so sad. Uh, the Huberto, I just can't believe this guy's fallen off the planet that bad. It looked like tree living. Like People still point to tree living as being the problem with what happened to the Flames. Hence, he's the problem for the Leafs. It's such a leap. It's such a reach. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, he got a shit sandwich with Tachuk and Goudreau just saying, packing their bags unexpectedly and saying, we're out of here. And he brought in, you know, three high-end players that's very difficult to put that deal together. Um, obviously, now we wish you didn't sign that guy to an eight-year deal in Jonathan Huberdeau when he's taking a huge dump in his pants for the entire time he's had a Flames jersey on. Uh, it's it's tough, it's rough, but you got to hope he's going to rebound. The Flames pulled off a, a win last night, which is great, but no thanks to Jonathan Huberdeau. He's in shambles. I still think that the the Jack Campbell thing, he's in he's in rougher shape. I don't see a path back to him anytime soon. Yeah, I think the answer, uh, going not going around the question, is Jack Campbell, just because, A, the price tag, like Huberdeau, win or loss, or benching or not, is going to get 10 and a half, you know, sheets a year for the next what seven eight like it's crazy there there's just this is year one of the contract Campbell's in year two but uh they're very similar situations I if I were to believe in somebody to get out of this funk if you want to call it it, it has to be Huberto you don't go from a guy who gets like 110 points or whatever it was in Florida to 55 last year but he has no confidence and confidence is everything in this game is it not like a week ago we were talking about Mitch Marner I had minimal confidence. Now he's got back-to-back four-point outings. It's pretty crazy how quickly things can change for a player, no? Yeah, big time. Like I said, highs and lows, peaks and valleys. And, uh, you know, I don't claim to know what it's like to be a $10 million player and have that kind of pressure and uh, expectations on your shoulders. But I do know what it's like to be in the league. And when you're when you're down, it looks like you are a million miles away. Um, things are are gone. It's, it's the end-all, be-all. And it looks like you're a million miles away from from being where you want to be. And then it's just funny how the game works. Things change quick. Um, coaching changes, personnel changes, player changes, contracts, trades, ups, downs, boom. 
all of a sudden you're right back where you want to be. And with a guy like Jonathan Huberto, all he's got to do is catch a little fire, get yeah. a couple bounces, um, you know, maybe just change his attitude, focus on something else, whatever it, whatever it is that pulls him out of this funk, you, you jump on that train and, and all of a sudden, you know, away you go. And, and this slump is, is, is a distant memory, but man, it's been a rough go in, in Calgary for him, been a rough go in Edmonton. Thankfully our Leafs aren't in that rough a shape. Yeah, I was just gonna, you know, to finish on on Huberto. I don't know if ninety games is considered a slump anymore because that's where around <laughs> when this guy's not producing for this uh, Calgary team. But nevertheless, uh, at the Leafs Nation four hundred one, where you can subscribe here on YouTube if you're watching right now at the Leafs Nation four hundred one and are not subscribed, please help us out. Just search Leafs Morning Take wherever you find your podcast as well, and we'll pop up. As we get into the appetizer, brought to you by DoorDash for a limited time, our listeners can get twenty five percent off. Up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25, that's code NATION25 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Again, NATION25 is an uppercase offer valid in Canada. Subject to change, terms apply. So while you were at the pool for the last couple of days in Palm Springs, it's been a, uh, the roller coaster has continued for this Maple Leafs team. I wanted to get a status check from you and I guess me too on your feeling regarding this team right now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, it's inconsistent is, is the word I would use so far. Um, it's neither here nor there. It's not acceptable or unacceptable. Um, you always want better, especially in this market, especially with this team and the expectations. Um, I think if you wanted to be realistic about it, you had to realize that, you know, our back end is not, Stanley Cup championship caliber um, that's shown uh, a couple of guys have taken off. You know, Austin Matthews start was phenomenal with back-to-back hat tricks. Then some, you know, lumps of games where he doesn't score and then he's back on fire again. Um, the one thing that stands out to me is William Nylander has just been on, on absolute fire. He has been, you know, a point streak. He's, you know, looking at records potentially. Um, Fantastic start to him. And guess who's on a contract year wanting to be re-signed for a dollar figure that, um, you know, he needs to convince the brass he's worth. Yeah. And then, you know, my fear this year, I don't know why. I I think I mentioned it, but didn't want to be that guy that I was a little bit, I had no reason to worry about it, but I just, no one was talking about Samsonov going into the, into the season, it was just a, an, an afterthought that he was great. And I'm just like, you know, what about that sophomore slump with Sammy where, you know, you come in with chip on your shoulder. Um, yeah. You want to prove yourself. He did that his first year here. He played great. He got the starting job and now he's really been fighting it. So that's the biggest, that's the biggest downfall to me right now is that Samsonov has completely lost his way, lost his confidence. Luckily though, with that, Ying and yang we've got joseph wall standing up so an inconsistent start to the season it wasn't the complete dump laid by uh the leafs in october like they tend to do yeah so you could say that's a a positive but we're moving on to november and i mean i hate to say it but matthew nyes all eyes on nyes I, I was waiting to see how long into the show it took 10 minutes you to bring up the uh, top line left winger don't worry we're gonna get to that conversation the boy yeah, he's your guy. He's our guy here on this show. Will he ever be on this show again? Unlikely. It's probably an inside joke. The chat will have no clue what that means, but nevertheless. Um, I think that's an accurate assessment of the goaltending. If you do recall, we had that conversation quite a bit in the offseason. 
And my concern was actually with Joseph Wall, which is ironic because he's been a brick wall for this team. And it's been the other guy who can't make a save. And I, I thought it was perfect that Carter Hutton was subbing in the last couple of days just because he was a goalie in this league. Like Sam, Sammy's lost it, dude. Like he's fragile. I'm sure you've been around goaltenders in your career where like the guy can't make a save and he's sounding off and he's doing shit that you never thought was possible. He's throwing his helmet like he's spazzing. And it, it affects your home life, too. Uh, they're throwing him out in there and then the media, too. Like, it's just a tough time for Ilya Samsonov. But I did say this on the show yesterday. I think the silver lining is the fact that I think the Leafs play five times or something like that in the next 17 days because of the Global Series. So if now's the time to figure this guy out, it's it's probably a good time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's... It's, it's, it's an unknown, right? Is he going to find his form? You'd think that you know, peaks and valleys, you know, ups and downs, you got to grind through this slump. And that's kind of all it's been so far, but this year we haven't seen him play well, like at all. We haven't really seen any flashes, maybe shifts put together where he makes a a big save here and there, maybe the next shift and you're hoping he's pulling it out. And then, then a weak one, then another position. And he just looks scrambly. Um, like you say, Hutton's on here. He can break it down a lot better than me with his background in the goaltending position, but he looks out of position. He looks scrambly. His angles aren't there. He looks like he's always fighting to get into position where you contrast that with Joseph wall right now. He's just always in position. It looks very easy for wall. It looks very difficult for Sammy. And it's because you're out of position. You're scrambling to get there saying, Holy shit, the pucks moving back and forth so quickly, the way these guys snap it around in this league these days. And the guy's fighting it. There's no doubt about it. With that comes tons of frustration. I have no problem with him smashing his helmet down. I'd rather him just do that than just calmly sit down and just be a freaking zombie robot. Like, what the hell's going on in that guy's mind? At least you know he is pissed off. He is not happy. This is not, you know, acceptable to to a guy like him. And I like to see it. It doesn't bother me one single bit. Of course he's pissed off. Is anyone surprised? How would you feel if you were on that stage? Terrible. You had all that pressure and you smashed Shitty. it. You get you get crushed like that. You're going to smash your helmet around. I'd smash a hell of a lot more than that. I'd be losing it. And then I'd go to work trying to fix it, which I'm sure he's doing. And you say with the global series, that's going to, that's helping him. I I hope it's practice that that can help him. I can't imagine. I don't get why, like what what is he unpracticed? He had the whole summer to practice. (laughs) I saw a video today. He skated with Shane Doan, Curtis Sanford, the road, the road to recovery has started. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the best thing for him is to, to get into games and to to really? find something and to get, get a little bit of momentum going and get some confidence back and make some saves and feel like oh shit now like now the puck's finding me now I feel my timings right just get that confidence back it's hard to do that when you're sitting there waiting for a game to happen like you don't know if you found it yet or not what are you gonna just practice I see the the drills they do when goalies are working with the goalie coaches and let me slide over here and take a bunch of pucks from the side. Well, let me, re- yeah. let me repeat that. It's like, what the fuck? I don't know if that's helping anybody like get him in a game. And I'm not saying I would because he's fragile, but I think the only way for him to get out of this is to be in a game and realize there it is. I feel myself again. And his confidence can start to flower again. It's called a mental reset. Okay. Oh. This guy's gone full Jack Campbell. If you do recall, <laughs> It's happening again. It's it's the same movie. This is like the sequel starring Ilya Samsonov. And, it, you know, I'm not making joke of it. Mental health is a real thing, especially in the crease. But a mental reset, that's what I mean. Like not facing a, a game shot for a little while is probably a good thing. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. 
We lead out the next five games. I think Wall starts four of them. I would start Sammy on Friday night um, against the Calgary Flames. Like that's the opponent because you're not putting him out there on Saturday against Vancouver. Ottawa is going to be in desperation mode. Like we'll start in this game. Then you got two games in, in Sweden. You play Minnesota and Detroit. I think four or five makes sense for Wall, no? Yeah, I think so. Um, you're riding the hot hand. We've talked about this. Yeah. You know, who's yeah. going to start? Who's going to play? And you're riding the one have hand this. they have. They have one hand right now. Well, if if one guy's slumping and the other guy's hot, it's not very hard to decide what you're going to do. And especially now that Wool has stepped up to say we are at least equals. And mm-hmm. at this point in time, Wool has taken over as being the yeah. best goaltender on the on the roster. That there's no argument to that. And we talked about this before this happened. That could happen this season. One guy could slump. The other guy could get hot. Whatever the situation is, you ride the hot hand. And that's what they're going to do right now. I'm, I'm all about that. And I think the Flames is a good opportunity to get Samsonov some reps, try to get him a win, try to get him some confidence because when you go on that little break and you're flying overseas, I'd love nothing more than for him to have a win over his belt and something positive to hang his hat on, to start working towards some things and start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, which is not a fun time to be at as an NHL goaltender. I can imagine. Danny writes in bad news, boys. Sammy was just spotted walking his cat. Of course, that's the ongoing joke on the show. <laughs> Jack Campbell. That's why I wanted the least to stay away from him because the guy walks his cat. But uh, yeah, he can't make a save. Sammy can't make a save. And this team is fortunate to have Joseph Wall. Dude, their PK sucks. I don't know if you've seen the numbers. And this is the battle of shit PKs tonight. We're going to get to the Battle of Ontario. But the Maple Leafs PK is 71.8%. They're 26th in the National League right now. So it's probably a mixture of like Sammy can't make a save and them being out of position. But it's uh, it's it seems like it's been a long time since we've had that conversation about Matthews and others being on the PK. But you got to get some kills here, especially against like a bona fide team that can score some goals like the Ottawa Senators. Like I look closely at the numbers they're They're pretty even with Ottawa, man. Yeah, well, close enough. I mean, it's early to look at the standings, which I'm doing right now. They're in 29th <laughs> place in the league. It is an ugly looking what, deal. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about overall. Yeah, the PK, it's not good enough. I mean, you got to kill 85% of the time. Yeah. And and when you're not, yeah, you can hang that a little bit on the goaltender. Uh, positioning, figuring out who the main guys are. I mean, it's not really desperation time. Like, we're blocking shots like crazy. But I think those numbers a little bit inflated with Sammy's struggles. Maybe Um, they haven't had their goals against isn't good enough. They need to tighten up on that and who on the defensive core, which guys are injured. Might I, might I add could contribute to that number, but as a team, you got to be better on the PK. You can't be giving up one and two every single night or it's going to be an uphill battle. My answer, by the way, I never gave an answer on my status check. It is uh, Hmm. uneasy and uh, almost at a point where I have to puke myself. So, and I said, yeah, dude, I said this yesterday. They're not out of the woods by any stretch. They're playing the Ottawa Senators tonight, who they're, I don't know if you've seen this, but they're getting booed off the ice by their crowd. I know the games at Scotiabank Arena. Their their coach is under a microscope right now with the new owner. Brady Kachuk just called out the fan base. You don't think Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux also did the same thing are going to come out guns a-blazing in this game? And it scares me shitless knowing how inconsistent the Leafs are where it's like one minute for 10 minutes. They're the best team in the league. And then they start like they did last game. Now it was a bit deflating because Samsonov couldn't make escape, but like the big boys and the lightning were snapping it around, dude. It, it felt like an all-star game in the first 15 minutes. 
the other night at Scotiabank Arena. So maybe that's where the uneasiness for yours truly comes from is more so I have no clue what Leafs team is going to come out tonight. And defensively speaking, man, like I don't know what they're going to do, how they're going to do this, but the fact that Lagason and Benoit have probably superseded anything John Klingberg is doing tells you all you need to know about the state of this team right now. Well, inconsistent is is why that was my word, man. They are very inconsistent. They can be very good. They can be very bad. Um, you got to tighten that up. It's defensively that makes them bad. Um, you got to solve that problem. You got to get healthy. I think they have to make some some bigger type of moves if they want to make a run in the playoffs with their back end. Just simple as that. Look at every buddy team that does well in the playoffs, and they just have a a much more bolstered back end than than this Leafs outfit does and yeah that's just a problem that needs to be addressed i'm sorry it's not easy you don't snap your fingers and fix it but it needs to be fixed if you want to go on a run so make no mistake about that from my opinion and yeah i mean we're talking about a fairly lowly team right now in the ottawa senators and we're almost chattering our teeth going oh boy i hope i hope they don't come in here like isn't g baby just on fire every time he plays toronto doesn't he have that number we're gonna take that today remind me yes thank you we gotta hit that with Tano at the end of the show and unfortunately he he, lots of players do that they come into Toronto and shoot the goddamn lights out and they have for years and it's predictable and hopefully you know the new little the new little uh you know tweak of the lines that now I hope will not be tweaked anymore with you know Aaron Croak and the boys and and the new Nisey line, like, let's get that going. Try to find some. That's what I think Keith's been trying to find. I think he was trying to bolster his bottom six with and, and even things out a little bit with Nisey and help him bolster the bottom six. Wasn't really working. And you, you try him on the top end and it just explodes. It's kind of a no brainer to me. But hopefully they stay with that stuff that gives them, you know, some confidence and some 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 support in that area and some consistency so they can take out the perennial rival across uh across the province this tonight and we need Wolsey to be big again too i want him to keep building his uh his career every every game the battle of ontario wendy wendy excuse me is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year and daily face-off for those of you who smoke the competition wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you savoring the true taste of victory sign up to play wendy's as daily face-off survivor today at dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com to win weekly prizes like the new barbecue bacon cheeseburger available now for a limited time. That's dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com to sign up today. The first rendition of the Battle of Ontario. Was it different inside, inside that room when you took on the Ottawa Centers? Did it have a different feel? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. It didn't. I don't think it did. Um, <laughs> Not the answer I expected, but okay. We like to build it up in the media. I get it. I get it. it well, shit, it is. I mean, like, like oh, fuck, it's Ottawa. Proximity yeah, location. Yeah. That's not the, the biggest deal. Like when you played, when you played Boston, I felt it. When we played uh, Montreal, you feel it for sure. It's just like, I don't know. I don't think that the teams have been, you know, at the same points in True. their rebuilds and developments and peaking and whatnot to make this thing a hardcore rivalry. Um, certainly they're in the division. You want to beat them, but it's not like, Oh my God, this feels so much different. We got the sends tonight. I just, I just don't, I didn't feel it. I don't think that's real. And I think it's because uh, the teams weren't at the same point in their, uh, in their peaks and valleys uh, at the same time, especially when I was there. And especially right now, I just don't think that, uh, you know, they have that rivalry set just since they're not really fighting for position in the standings. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I could picture you sitting in bed, your afternoon nap just before the game. And all you're thinking about is Matt Karkner and how he's going to just pump the tires off you. And that's why you couldn't sleep. I don't know. Karkner, Neil Smith. They had some uh, Frankie Lassard. They had some some meat over there when we played. So, yeah, you, you're getting up for it. But I'm not saying it's so much different because, oh, this incredible rivalry of the Sens. It just I didn't feel it. Sorry. Sorry. Dude, you, you know, that's fair. That's fair. You know what drives me nuts? I was watching hockey last night. Montreal Canadiens fans, if you say one bad thing about Arbor Jackeye or he didn't win a fight, even though he lost that fight against Tanner Janot, it's like, what are you doing? You're going after our guy. And then they have to reinstill that he's the best fighter in the league. And this has started mainly because Ryan Reeves is a Toronto Maple Leaf. But I will tell you, just gauging social media, that God forbid you go after Arbor Jackeye because he's got to go 82-0 with his fights this year, I think. Well, he pulled the shoot in that fight. Like he's holding on, he's on his feet. And then he just goes straight down just to end the fight. Just didn't feel like it just bailed. And I mean, guys on a banana peel, slipped on a banana peel. Like nothing was there. You just slipped and fell down just to end the fight. And Janoa was getting loose and and cranking on him. And, and Jack, I just, I'm sorry. Like, go look at the video. He doesn't, a guy doesn't just fall. Oh, I fell. You didn't fall. You just you you went down purpose purposely, and hence you lose the fight. I don't I don't know yeah. why he did it. Uh, guys seem to do it all the time, and to me, it's bailing. Like, get me out of here. Not that he's scared. He's proven he's not a scared player. He's tough as nails. I don't know what the deal was there, but he just I guess he just wanted to show up and and grab him and say, hey, you don't hit our guys, and say you got in a fight, but wasn't really interested in going to war at that point in time. I didn't think. I thought he completely bailed and, and fell straight backwards to end the fight. Sorry. So a couple, you know, you're right, because what reinforces that is like the next period, I believe, or it might have even been the third period. He sort of jumped Janot in a scrum and Janot was bleeding. So that reinforces the fact that maybe he knew that Janot got the upper hand and was a bit pissed off about it. But the irony in the fact that he actually stepped up to the plate to fight Janot because of a hit on Slavkovsky. Right. So everything came full circle. It's just something I noticed. Anyways, that it's uh, it's the Leafs and Senators. Ottawa's dropped five of six here. And uh, it's crazy because both teams are playing for their coach right now. DJ Smith, former uh, assistant with the Leafs, or 
And now Sheldon Keefe, like we talked about this with Frank yesterday. Doesn't sound like he's on the hot seat, but they got to get cooking here, man. They got to get that consistency going. They got to get out of this funk, this malaise, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I don't know if it's going to be Keefe's to fix, but defensively, I just want to see like a masterpiece or something close to that, you know? Uh, masterpiece is a lot to ask right now with <laughs> yeah. uh, with their back end. McCabe is still out, I believe. Uh, Lilligren's out for a considerable amount of time. They're hurting, and they were hurting to start before guys got hurt. So, I mean, you, you just got to find a way to be in position. The, the forwards need to find a way to be dis- defensively responsible. You got to get back. You got to help out. You got to support. Um, you got to help out your goaltenders just defensively. You just, even the offensive players who aren't known to be very, uh, defensively, uh, responsible. You you just got to have defense on your mind. You can't take little shifts off and you can't cheat in the D zone. You can't be going to looking for your cookies because it'll bite you in the ass. You don't have enough back there to bolster you. You know, you're, you're not, uh, you don't have what, the Vegas Golden Knights had last year where you can cheat and you can get away with it. You don't have to back check and you can lose your assignments and they'll bail you out because, because you're so heavy back there. It's not the case. It's not even close. So yeah, you need to focus on that. You need to have a big game. It's got to start with that. It can't start with, Oh, we got to score seven tonight. We've they've proven constantly that they, they can put the jets on, they can score in bunches. They can come back from deficits. That's all great and fine and dandy. And it's a, it's a positive characteristic to having a team to be able to make comebacks like that but let's try not to get ourselves in these deep holes everybody game guys that's 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 numero uno in my mind for tonight yeah the recipe is like okay let's get down into a three goal hole then austin matthews is gonna get a hat trick we're gonna tie the game we're gonna let them score again then we'll win it in overtime but hey the the great thing about the ot other night is david camp didn't fucking start man like enough of this shit just put matthews out there you pay him a billion dollars a year. He wins or loses the face off and you deal with your fate. So I'm happy they, they oh. crossed that hurdle and Matthew started and they buzzed around and they scored the winner. There's even a bit of a pop at Scotiabank Arena when Yarn Croak scored that goal. Maybe, maybe fans can smell the desperation of this team right now. I want to give you the floor because a lot of people are asking for it in the chat for you to just go off and your homeboy Matthew Nyes in the top line had a pretty good first game with the, with the big boys. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I can't keep saying it over and over again. This kid is high, high quality stock. I mean, he he's a truck. He's a he's strong. He's confident. He says the right things. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's talented as hell. I think playing him with the big boys is is fantastic. Because when you put, you know, say you put, you know, three of the big boys together, it's like. It's like nothing happens until something happens, but they're always waiting for that perfect little moment to get the puck in their perfect little spot. And it just doesn't happen sometimes. And it becomes frustrating. You put Matthew Nyes in there and he goes and gets the damn thing. He goes into the corner. He goes to the hard spots. He battles it out, finds the guys, works it in the ozone. And it just, it just seems, I know it's only been the one game, but you know, maybe he won't have the best game tonight. I'm not saying this is an end all be all thing, but he's just tailor made to get in there. He's high quality enough and he plays kind of a little bit of a power forward stance where he can complement all of the firepower and talent and offensive prowess that that some of those big guys in the Marners and Matthews that they have. And it just fits well. And I'm glad they gave him the shot and I'm glad it worked out. And it didn't surprise me at all because the kid's an absolute stud. I, I like everything about him. He's he's a little bit older. He's not 19 years old for a rookie. You know, he's he's played college hockey. He's got some experience. He's more of a man than some of these young guys you see. And I think he's ready to take that step. And everything he's shown us since putting on the Maple Leaf uniform has, has said that he is, in fact, ready. And I, I love to see it. 
You know what I think benefits him too is the fact that he's known Austin Matthews for a while. He skates with him. He skated with him at nauseum this summer. And like, you sort of know a guy when you do that. Not, not to say he doesn't know JT, obviously he lives with the guy. I mean, you could build off that, just that form of relationship, but just the fact that he's been out there a lot, you would have to think with Austin Matthews, like, you know, the little tendencies and stuff like that. And especially a player of, of that ilk, like, I mean, it shouldn't be, you know, you know, a, a brain surgery to figure out what to do in that type of role. Like, get your ass in front of the net, which he did in the first goal the other night. You know, get that puck, retrieve the puck, get it to Matthews, right? But I, I think the tenacity is going to work perfectly, especially when you add Marner to the mix and then obviously Matthews. 100%. They complement each other. He gives them what other guys don't. He gives them what they're not really able to do. He yeah. can go in there first and run down the D-men and muck it in the corner and, and use his body and use his strength and use his speed to get that puck. Then once the Leafs have the puck, they can get it to Austin Matthews, where before when you mm-hmm. see like two offensive, two, three players that are too offensively minded no one goes and gets that puck everyone's waiting for it give me the puck it's like who's gonna go get it then and it didn't seem to work out as well and you get Matthew Nyes in there and you see it I mean he's got talent like that spinorama you know dish to the middle where he knows Austin's going there I mean that's just a high talent high IQ play that he can execute that other players like a yarn croak probably don't do right and he's just better. And I just hope it doesn't take away from the other lines from the bottom six. You know, it's, it's working too well to go back to what, to the well, what he was trying to do. And finally, I'm hoping there's some consistency in Sheldon Keefe with, okay, we got ourselves a line. Let, let's let these guys cook now. Finally. I'll bet you a box of um, covered bridge potato chips that those lines last about seven shifts tonight. I have no faith in <laughs> in these lines lasting just because Sheldon Keefe just uh, yeah, gets horned up about changing lines. Uh, Duke writes in, Rosie just put in a bid with, on a nice game use jock. That's fair enough. We do love Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Duke's, Duke's Duke. sniffing it. Be a yeah, no, exactly. You'd, you'd hang it on the mantle and behind your bed with, uh, you know, where you sleep. So that probably <laughs> so makes more sense. My wife catch a whiff too. It, it, well, that's what I was getting at, but I didn't want to make remarks to. about your wife here. So I just said you. How dare you? Yeah, how dare I? How about, how dare Travis Houston? Goddamn Rosie. I think we could put the rivalry aside because we found something we agree on with Nisey. He's a big Nisey guy. So maybe you change hey. your stance. Hey. Travis, my guy, wipe the Cheetos off your chest <laughs> and stand up and take a bow, mister. We have, we, we agree on something. <laughs> Duke writes in, Rosie wants to wear his jock like a goalie mask. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, big fan. I don't care anything about Nisey. Good, good, solid fella. Fits this line perfectly. Producing every second since he's been on our show, he's done nothing but twice positive things. Fucking twice, we got Matthew Nice, and that's our claim to fame. We've had nobody else on this fucking show but Matthew Nice twice, and yeah, Wayne Gretzky, true. and Wayne Gretzky. The the uh, the and guests the are not a problem, and that is, I'm gonna say, that's your department, man. Hats off to you. You get you collect the guests. You I'm supposed sweep. to be the ghost, the ghost producer. Nobody's supposed to know who books the guests. Rosie, no, we're a team, you, buddy. buddy. You need it. It's you. I'll give you your accolades. You do good at that stuff and get them on. And as soon as they're part of the Maple Leafs, their PR team shuts <laughs> it down because they don't Fuck have any control you. of us. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. We'll, see we'll work on that. We'll work on it. You know what the Leafs have been working on? A new third line. We got Robertson, Domi, Yarncroke. Did you did you like Domi up the middle? Is he primed for a breakout here, Rosie? I hope so. Something's been needed to to jump him. He's been kind of fighting it a little bit, and that could just be it that uh, that reignites it. You know that um, 
you know, with coming up from the Marlies and, and whatnot that, um, he's going to be, uh, sorry, not Nicholson. What the hell? I'm absolute brain farting right now. Robertson. Robertson. Nick is going to be chomping at the bit to stay in the league. Uh, he's, he got a little scare there this year where he's not even close really to making that roster. It seemed like it's like, wow, man, you're, you're falling down the depth chart. So he's going to make a charge, make the most of it. Uh, Domi's looking to break out. And I like Yarny, you know, being that, you know, he seems to always be like, Oh, can you play with Matthews? Can you play with Martin? Or can you play with these guys? And he's always like trying to step up to the occasion. Now he's like, He's like the veteran. He's like the the calming presence on that line. And he can go and produce and get things done and show the way and take those guys under his wing and say, you know, on the bench, let's do this, that. Let's check out this video here and chat them up in between periods and kind of be that that veteran leader for that group. And it just seems to fit nicely. And the first time they put them together, uh, they seem to have success. So it's it's an optimistic thing in the uh, in the roster right now, for sure. Cautiously optimistic, I am. Um, I, I yeah. think it allows it allows him to use his speed a bit more. Like I think that's the one thing I noticed the other night was Max Domi's speed. Like the guy's fast, and that's you know one of my many takeaways early on with this team. They can play way faster, and when the Leafs are on top of their game, they're they're zipping it around and they're fast and they're quick. And you know, top to bottom. Yeah, exactly. And, and I haven't seen that. Yeah. I haven't Nine seen it from this three. team yet, you know? I agree. Yeah, they're fat. They can be fast and they don't really show that enough probably. And, you know, I think you start like stop dicking around the lines, get some chem going with some lines and let these guys open it up and, and trust each other and not always be feeling it out. Like how annoying is it to always be feeling shit out? Can I just, can I cook here? Can you let us go? Can we get used to each other? Can we get some jam going here and some gelling happening it, it it's just it's my biggest it's my biggest knock with shuffling the line so bloody much for an entire year it's like man you're not letting these guys cook let them open it up let them have confidence and hey i know that yarny covers me when i pull this out of the d zone and and wheel it in this direction mm-hmm. on this play in this situation you can have trust that no we've done this enough times i know i've got a green light i'm good to go here and y- you don't have that when you're when you're feeling each other out and they've never been able to get comfortable with each other so hopefully now that we've had i know it's just one game but it seemed to be kind of a standout game with some lines actually finding some gel lightning in a bottle let it cook hopefully we can stick with this and uh the first sign of a little hiccup, he doesn't dismantle the whole goddamn thing again. You never know. But uh, some notes from the morning skate, Sheldon Keefe saying Timmons isn't close, but will accompany the team to Sweden where he'll start practicing then, which is great news. Obviously, uh, Joseph Wall is going to start tonight. Confirm we all knew that. And Jake McCabe doesn't look like he's going to go yet again. But again, the the way that Benoit Lagesson looked good enough for me, um, I, I'm, I'm okay yeah. with, you know, especially knowing that McCabe's got... I, a groin injury, I would not rush him back. But uh, that's the one thing I'll zone in on tonight is defensively. Like, who has the better defensive night? Is it Ottawa or Toronto? And they're going to win. It's easy to say that, but both teams have been downright atrocious defensively. Uh, can't get a save. Um, so I'm very, very curious because obviously there's some guns in that Ottawa squad. You got Tarasenko in the mix now. You got guys like the Chuck and, and Stutzla. It's going to be a fun game. Like Shabbat's hurt right now, but I I happen to get more excited for Battle of Ontario games. I know you said it was a bit different in your day, but Ottawa's starting to become more relevant. So maybe it, uh, it peaks up again. 
Yeah, I think it could easily fester into something, uh, you know, this year with Ottawa supposed to be taking a, a big step forward. They kind of haven't done that enough. And I think they're they're hungry. They're pissed off. They're not satisfied by any stretch. And same deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So um, it could be a good game. And like you said, you just rattle off a lot of firepower. I think those guys are ready to find their footing and and take off. And you just hope it's not against the Leafs. Uh, have a, a way of coming into Toronto and, and pulling their themselves up by their bootstraps and finding something and mm-hmm. their stars come alive and their guys have big nights against it. And you just hope they're ready to combat that. And and we pick off uh, pick up where we left off from last game after that big comeback against Tampa. You know how badly people feel about Ilya Samsonov, man? I, I was on X the other night, formerly known as Twitter. And people were legitimately asking for Matt Murray's whereabouts. Like that, that's where we've gone. And the only reason why I bring this up, you and I went to a game last January. We're like a Matt Murray revenge game. He's gonna play the Ottawa Senators tonight. We show up, he hurt his ankle in the warm-up, and we show up for the anthem, and he's wearing a ball cap. So he didn't play in that game. I know it was almost uh he, he he was getting a reputation of a little bit of a shoot puller. Like how 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 willing is he to battle <laughs> through that, anything? Right? Didn't seem yeah. like a whole lot of battle going on, but uh, that's yeah. in the past. It is. Wolfie it train, is. baby. It just seems like the the goalie drama never ends. Like, I, I could only wonder what that feels like to have a Vasilevsky or a Shesterkin or a Hellebuck, where it's like, you're not going to have to talk about this for like 10 years. But it seems like in Toronto, regardless of who it is, the conversation's always to be had, but never... Um, you know, it's, it's always, uh, you know, appetizing and amusing at the very least. But the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. I was all over Matthew Nyes the other night. I'm going to hit him again tonight. I think he produces again. Uh, I would look at the Matthew shot prop. We mentioned Clojure as well. Uh, always seems to get the upper hand on the Maple Leafs. And uh, I think I'm probably looking at the over in this game. I just don't feel great about either of these two teams defensively. Mm, yeah, it's a good call. The over is is probably one that could hit for sure. If if all the firepower we just mentioned uh, yeah. continues on with what it's capable of, and and their defensive woes are still there, which they very well could be, it could be a high scoring affair. Check that out for sure. Uh, what about Nylander and his point streak? You could hit yep. on that. I imagine Vegas is is on that pretty pretty obviously. But again, Nizey playing uh, with those big boys, I imagine there'd be some value and some points there as well. Lots of value and fired up for the first rendition of the Battle of Ontario. Join us on Thursday as uh, we recap this one. And also Elliot Friedman, NHL insider extraordinaire from Sports Center and Hockey Night in Canada, is going to drop by. We're going to get a temperature check from him as well. So we got one from Frank yesterday. And Thursday, it's going to be from Elliot Friedman regarding everything, you know, from Ryan Reeves to Klingberg to Tree Living to Sheldon Keefe, uh, the trade market. I know there's been some whispers. Calgary's ready for action already. So we're going to get to all that tomorrow, Rosie. I wonder if Elliot's going to show up looking like he combed his hair with a piece of salami again. <laughs> That's a good way to get Freeman on the show, chirp him. And then he watches like, ah, we're not. He loves it. it. I he know, loves I think it's a that stick. shit. It's a shit. He's, he's not soft. Yeah, yeah Freeze is the best. So uh, Freeman will be by tomorrow and uh, we'll, we'll we'll chat then, Rosie. Enjoy the game tonight, buddy. Good to have you back. Sounds good. Let's here. go, Leafs. And uh Take that Battle of Ontario numero uno tonight. It's a huge battle, lifetime generational battle that means everything. Let's go. I like that. Good pick me up. You pumped it up. Um, Start on time to quote Mike Babcock. None of this bullshit where it's like, let's three nothing before I sit down on my couch. Okay, let's not do that anymore. So Battle of Ontario, round one tonight. 
Thanks to everybody in the chat. Thank you to producer Aaron Bordado. Thanks to Jay Rosehill. Back in the mix. I'm Nick Alberga. We'll talk on Thursday. Peace out. At the Leafs Nation 401. Don't forget that either. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N dot com. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know.